You're a funny guy, Sully. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, do you? You make it through tomorrow without killing anybody. You promise not to kill anybody tomorrow? Have you heard the intro? Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you Their intro. Yeah. I love my all right, this is Kill You Last. I'm Peter Garacci. I'm Alex Peshera. And in studio, we have Jordan Ferber back. Oh, boy. Yeah. He's back, baby. Welcome back, Jordan. Who's more excited than me? You are. I'm one of our one of our good friends of the pod, fan of the pod, like good friends of ours. I'm pretty Happy. excited. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, I think, told my favorite story of all time on this podcast. <laughs> Against his will. Yeah. No, I don't think, <laughs> no, it, no, no. I, I think it was, um, he didn't. I don't know. It was a great story. Well, I feel like you guys got me drunk and made me tell stories <laughs> that I, I, I wouldn't have told. But then I remembered I brought the booze. I know. So you're always the, <laughs> the one that brings yeah. it. Yeah. And you brought some today, too. I, so thank you. I did. I am on the antibiotics. I'm going to... I'm gonna not really drink too. Is that a real thing? You're not supposed to drink on antibiotics, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're also uh, not supposed to take medication with orange juice. What? Or grapefruit juice. Why? Uh, There's something in the in the citrus that counteracts the medicine. And I remember I had a I had an uncle who was always taking his pills in the morning with orange juice until finally I was like, you shouldn't do that. I feel like that. That's like a old wives' tale. That no, no, it's like real. a scientific. He then ended up dying anyway. But good. Yeah, uh, no, I'm not because of the OJ. Okay, but yeah. <laughs> oh, because of, because of OJ. No, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. no, we're doing a movie that I've been Orenthal. wanting to do for a while. Yeah, uh, real genius. Real oh genius. I hadn't yeah. heard of this movie before I watched it last night. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening that are like, "What's real genius?" It's a good movie. You should watch it. It's good. You could also listen. It, we don't care. It was a big. It's like it's a movie that people don't talk about anymore. I've never heard anyone it, talk. about It's it. one of my favorite movies. It's good. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. It's. It starts good. The cinematography is actually pretty good for yeah. like what it is. It's kind of like a comedy, you know. But it's well, well done. What's well, funny because it has like a world famous cinematographer, Vil- Vilmos Sigmund. So fucking smart. Jesus yeah, yeah. No, Christ. I was actually. It was one of the things I was thinking about because it's. Uh, he was like a. Like new wave seventies cinematographer, he yeah. won an Oscar for Close Encounters. I didn't know that, but it's shot. Hungarian so guy, well. him and they were famously together. Vilmos Zygmunt and his other guy Laszlo Kovacs. They they filmed the revolution <laughs> in Hungary, and then they came to America and like sold the footage, and that's how they got a foothold in Hollywood. Really, but they were like best friends, and they both they were like uh, always. They were like uh, friendly competitors as like the best cinematographers in Hollywood through the seventies and eighties. Very interesting. But yeah, cool. it's, at, at that time, I mean, I think you still do. You you get you would get really good people to make even you know the eighties teen comedies. Yeah, no, so, I mean, this is fucking fantastic. Yeah, um, it's it, it, it's also kind of quirky and goofy, but it, in a good way. Yeah, I mean, there's like a scene. There's a couple of scenes that are just like, okay, what's going on, guys? Like it's, with the ice skating. It's, it's a like, lot of um, well, it, 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 a lot of that stuff is just to showcase all the different ways that they're geniuses. You know, they're 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 messing around, they're pranking each other, but it, but they're doing it in a but, scientific, but they're doing way. it in a, in a in a genius way. We right. should well, we should tell people what it's like, kind of a quick right. So it's loosely it's based on on real events at, yeah. at uh, Caltech. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be so they they. they, they these genius students are working on a laser program, and they essentially create a weapon for the government. Yeah, 
Un- unwittingly. They don't unwittingly, know that right. that's what they're doing. Uh, that, that can use a laser to vaporize somebody from space. Which, now that I think about it, they ripped off, Goodwill Hunting ripped off this plot. Basically, the whole point of Goodwill Hunting is that he's a genius and he doesn't want to like work for the government and make like kill people. So he's a he's a he's a more real genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that he turned all those offers down. So like Val, Val Kilmer plays like the the kid. He's so smart that he doesn't try in school, which right. was, which was me. Uh, um, okay, relax. He's like the original were, Van Wilder. You yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were not a genius. Dude. I went to gifted and talented school. <laughs> I hate you. That was just I, the name of the school, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I had to be placed. <laughs> I, I had like to be that. placed at a regular regular joke. school because where I lived, I would have gotten killed in the regular public schools. So they had we had gifted and talented schools in my town. So I had I had to like apply to that. You have told us this on the podcast. I know. When I was like, I think about this when I when I watch this movie because I was like, I should have been groomed like one of these kids even more. Like they should have, they should have put me in a lab and let me do experiments when I was a kid, and I would have probably ended up. So did you go around telling people that you were young, gifted, and white? Uh, I said I was gifted and talented, uh, <laughs> and then I got beat up by the black kids in my school. Um, oh, no, nah, it's fine. Well, it could be. You true. brought up the white part. I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't know why Jordan said that. That was weird. Uh, okay, well, we're here and we're because young, black, and gifted is a book. Right. Yeah, Zora oh. Neale Hurston. There you go. See, that's how that's how wow. smart I am. Oh, you are uh, smart. <laughs> uh, but yes, and it's Val Kilmer, and I think it is his second movie. It's like yeah, it was like right, right after Top Secret. He was a phenom. Like he went to he went to Juilliard, and they immediately let him star in movies. You think it was the eye makeup? There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot. I, I did wear eye makeup on There's stage a lot when of I used to fam- play my band in Top Secret too. I don't know if you've seen Top Secret. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you seen Top Secret, Alex? No. It's uh, it's the first movie made by the Zucker Brothers or second one, I think. No, I, yeah, I, it came after Kentucky Airplane Fried Movie. Are those Gentiles? Kentucky Fried Movie was first, and then Top Secret, and then the Airplane movies. But I think Top Secret didn't come out until after the Airplane. Maybe they had a hard time. Getting sold in. Yeah, the, the, at least the first Airplane movie. But yeah, Val Kilmer's in that. That's one of his first movies. Hmm. How old is he? Wearing a lot of... uh, In his uh, mid-20s? A lot of eye makeup in that movie, too. I love Val Kilmer. And I... I mean, he's kind of... He's in the new Top Gun movie, which is going to be interesting because last time I saw him, he was like 100 pounds overweight. Well, he was in MacGruber. He looked... He was good in MacGruber. Oh, really? Yeah, he's the bad guy in MacGruber. Well, he's had some health issues. Yeah. Like, he kind of... He's like one of those guys that like everyone talks about how hard he is to work with. So he disappeared. He was in the wilderness in Hollywood for a long time, but then he kind of made a comeback and then he got sick and... So I'm kind of excited to see what he's. I love I love him in this movie. He's got some oh. of. The, I mean, he has some of the best lines. He doesn't have all the best lines, but he has most of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's super fun, and he's very like natural, and he he doesn't seem like he's a kid trying really hard. Yeah. To act. No, no, no. He doesn't. He comes now, across very natural. I, I want to say this right up front. Uh, this yep. this movie was shot on the campus that I went to college at. Oh, what camp? What it's school? I, it's Occidental College. It's a small liberal arts college in Los Angeles. Oh, I didn't know he went to school in LA. Uh, Obama went there before he transferred to Columbia. Was that when he came over from Indonesia, or I think it was? It was just closer to Hawaii. <laughs> he hopped what over. Are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, he lived in Indonesia. He did. He was born in Hawaii. Yeah, uh, or Indonesia. Whatever. Whoa. Depending on who you ask. What he, are you talking about? He went to Occidental before he transferred. Do you know where he was born? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, all right. Anyway, that's, and, it, and it's a beautiful my, campus. Minor point. It, it is a beautiful campus. They shoot a lot of stuff there. Yeah. My 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 freshman year there, they were shooting the final uh, college years of the nine hundred two and They were all still. Oh in, uh, yeah, yeah. So my freshman year, they were still filming that on campus. Mm. They were still on campus. They shot the movie Clueless there. Oh wow! It, it's their high school. It's the high school campus and the college campus. Yeah. You, uh, you know, um, have you ever met Molly Heckerling? Uh, 
what's her name's daughter? Amy Heckerling. No, Amy Heckerling's daughter. Yeah, she's. I've done podcasts with her. Oh, Oh, cool. She's. uh, She does comedy in New York City. Supposedly, the writer, one of the writers of this of Real Genius, yeah, uh, was married to Amy Heckerling. Oh, for a little while. Who was it? Uh, what the hell is the guy's name? Yeah, was, okay, we could. Yeah, P, uh, he wrote Police Academy too, right? Yeah, he wrote a couple of like Neil, Neil Israel. He wrote yeah. Police Academy, um, and they say Jews are run Hollywood. Come on, come now. on, yeah, <laughs> it's just Neil Israel. If you say, if you <laughs> well, say it, about the Jewish. He also wrote Bachelor Party. Oh yeah, I, I have memories of that. Movie and as a look child. who's talking too. Weird. Look who's talking too. Yes, yeah, that sounds like a bad sequel title. Ah, uh, they added Roseanne Barr. It was but like it, it, if it's "Look Who's Talking," then you could have like a follow up. That's like yeah. So it, it just didn't sound right to say "Look Who's Talking." Also, but they did it yeah. with T O O. Oh, T O O. Yeah, okay, that's fair. And with they, they had Roseanne Barr as the voice of the new baby. The third one is the worst title. "Look Who's Talking Now." That's the oh, third that's one, bad. and that one's like with the dogs and the oh, pets. Oh God! Yeah, they didn't care at that point. They yeah. didn't care. Yeah. So this uh, this movie, so it comes out what year? Eighty five. Eighty five again. Yeah, eighty five was a big what year. A, how many movies? Which is weird because the same year that Weird Science came out, which is the movie that everyone always confuses. Right. The titles for both of these movies. You all, very, you, you confused I it. I confused <laughs> it too. Uh, which is they're very different though. Weird Science yeah. really. Like, the the science in Weird Science is like. A device in the beginning of the movie, and then it doesn't really come up again. This movie is actually about smart kids who yeah. are scientists. It's like the anti Revenge of the Nerds kind of movie, though, too, because like everybody's the nerd. There are no jocks. Yeah, you know? like it's nerd against nerd. I I went to yeah. um, not only did I go to gifted and talented school, but uh, <laughs> can always just steer it back to that. Are we? I when I was in college, I got I worked as a camp counselor at a at a camp called the Summer Institute for the Gifted, which is a terrible name for a camp, but it was all <laughs> smart kids. And they would like take classes for like three weeks, but it was it was camp, it was sleepaway camp, and it was like all these kids, and it was like their fun because it it was the only time they were around all the other smart kids. You know what I mean? Like back at their school, right, right. They were the nerdy kids, and I mean, like I had to like these kids were like uptight. Like I had to like teach them to loosen the like, kids were like reading textbooks in their free time i'm like go outside and climb a tree so you were more talented and gifted at like rolling joints and being a bad influence no i was never that i was i mean i wasn't a bad influence for like trouble but like <laughs> i always wanted them to like i was like the the val kilmer character where it's like let's have fun like yeah we can be smart but if we're not going to use our intelligence right to pull one over on adults like what are, what are we doing really right you if you're just gonna if you're just gonna be like the best behaved dog Whenever you know, whenever it says like, "Oh, that dog is so smart," it, yeah, because it does everything you tell it to do. The smart dog is the dog that fucking sits on the couch and doesn't do anything. You right. know, so that was kind of my role. So you felt like you had a different moral imperative. Yeah, yeah, it was my. I was to teach these kids how to fucking loosen up. You really are like in a, your own movie in your life. <laughs> yeah. Peter walks around. He walks around, and he's the protagonist in his movie. Yeah, I need. Yeah, I need yeah. a camera just to follow me around. Well, we, I, you don't even need that. We That's still, just we, who you are. We still don't know if it's a comedy or a tragedy. What my I, life? You don't know how it ends. <laughs> it's <laughs> certainly a comedy. It all depends it's on hilarious. how it ends. Um, but yeah, so there's like True. movies like this about like smart kids, like always kind of like yeah, like yeah. awkward kids, like men, and like even dude, the the so the the real protagonist of the movie the 15 is year old, a yeah. kid whose name who's, I can't fucking remember. Yeah, he plays Mitch. He's he's in Mitch. a bunch of things, but he's not. This was his big. This thing. is like the only thing he's really in. He's in a handful of other things, but so he's he's not only is he a genius, but he's like 15 years old and going to this, to this to college, college right. yeah. getting recruited and so so Val Kilmer takes him under his wing but there's a scene where he like calls his mom like crying that he wants to go home like oh, I even yeah. have like I have, like I had experiences like, actually no I guess I, it's like this movie's like if if Doogie Howser went to yes. it was in Revenge of the there Nerds there was a lot of interest in like really smart kids I feel like in this 
this time. A lot of these movies, like War Games is kind of... Yeah, yep, yep. And also it, 85, I think. And it's funny because um, we were going to do Top Gun. We're going to do it later because we had to reschedule. But yeah. Top Gun is the next movie that, that Val Kilmer did a year after this movie. Wow, okay. And, and, and Tom Cruise, that's really his like breakout movie. Yes. And when you think about it, they're, they're naval officers in Top Gun. They're probably like literally right out of high school. And so you, you have a movie that's starring people who are right out of high school. And I was listening to um, – I don't need to plug his podcast because he has hundreds of millions of downloads. But Bill Simmons interviewed Sean Penn on his podcast. And Sean Penn was saying that there wasn't – like all these like, young guys, he couldn't really break into Hollywood. And then what happened was they did Ordinary People. And Timothy Hutton was won the Oscar for Ordinary People. And all the young guys were fighting for that role. So all of a sudden Hollywood's like, oh, we can make movies starring – young people in it and then you had this explosion with all of these 80s movies where the stars were people in their early 20s okay that didn't really that didn't really happen before and that's why right. the 80s teen movie is such a big thing because that was really the first time hollywood decided to put real money behind movies starting starring young people that makes sense you know even like something like let's consider like a youth movie like easy rider those guys are what in their late 30s or early 40s yeah, yeah. like that's like a that's the consider the youth at that time yeah, yeah. No. you know yeah. so this is like, you know a 24 year old tom cruise becomes a fucking mega movie star well what's interesting is that some of those movies like all of those movies a lot of people became big stars from those movies this movie val Kilmer became a star almost nobody else in this movie is really yeah. a star I mean, there's the guy that there's the professor who's a bad guy in everything. He's the well, ba- yeah, William Atherton who's yeah. in Ghostbusters. He's in Ghostbusters and Die Hard. And in Die Hard, yeah. And we've now this is the third movie with him that we've. He plays the same prick in every movie, right. which, but he's great. Like, <laughs> he he's, is so good at being a prick. He really know? is. Yeah. And he like he's been interviewed where he's like, no, he's like, I'm really a nice guy. I don't know why. <laughs> but it's just something that he he had that moment where he was just like so perfect in those in those roles. Yeah. So you're talking about um, Sean Penn getting interviewed. Uh, I met. Well, we. <laughs> Yeah, I met uh, Sean Penn's kid uh, oh, really? recently at a at a show at a comedy show. He's like a fan of. Uh, You're like you take you think I have a like a funny life. Your life is hilarious too. You're just like randomly meeting people. People are like everybody knows Alex Pachera. Well, yeah, we, I mean, like I don't know if he remembers me or anything, but he, his name's Hopper Penn, um, and he is having sex with a comic that we all know, but we're gonna, it's gonna remain nameless. Oh, I can't uh, wait to find this one. Yeah, I will let you know after the pod. But um, we all know <laughs> her, and it's very interesting to me that it's just like. That's Sean Penn's kid, and he was just like guest hosting a show. Like he doesn't even do comedy, but like he was just there. They just had him there. Yeah, exactly. He's like crazy. He's like all over the place, but he's 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 I guess nice or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just like he's out of his mind. It's, it's kind of interesting. And then someone had to tell me later. They were like, "Oh, that's Hopper Penn." I was like, "Oh, oh yeah. shit, okay, huh. yeah." I my life's not that. I've met a couple <laughs> of those. Never that. Never that big of somebody famous as kid. But like, there's a couple of like famous people's kids that are just kind of hanging around new york and they're yeah. always like they, i mean their lives are nuts it's interesting yeah yeah lives. he's like my age you know yeah i mean his yeah sean penn is you know probably the, your parents age i would imagine yeah Close sean penn's it. like 55 56 something like that yeah yeah it's my it's parents age yeah. you know like stallone and those guys are like my dad's age it's like weird for me for like to think about by the way rambo coming out on friday You're so excited peter really texted am. me he said i think we need to do an emergency rambo did you pod. did you watch did you watch the most the more recent one what no is it and actually, that movie is very bad so yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, wor- the that. one thing i'm worried about the new rambo like is the bo- that- they, they tell you what the body count is in the movie but that doesn't count the number of people that fucking walked out of that movie <laughs> well i i'm worried that it's like re- like really gratuitously violent and vicious because that i feel like that one was, was yeah and i don't 
that's not what Rambo is. No. Yeah, it's got. It's, so I don't understand why they went in that. Like I've seen the trailers where he's got like the blood on his face, and I'm like, oh no, is he like fucking gutting people in this movie? Like what's going on? Well, but it, I, it seems like it's like from the from the trailer, it's almost like a Taken narrative. Yeah, I mean, like I like his the daughter idea of, gets taken. I like the idea of him being like living on a ranch quietly, and so yeah. the wrong people fuck with him. Like, yeah, that's a great because that's what that's how Rambo would have ended up, right? Just quietly living yeah. in the country. I like seeing Stallone and. Cowboy. I'd like to outfit. see a reverse a reversal. I'd like to see him as a small town sheriff uh, turning away. Uh, oh, some some young some, drifters. You know, <laughs> some young drifters. Yeah, you know, put make it like put it down by like the uh, Mexican border, and it uh, you make it you know. Uh, oh my God, Mexican Rambo was amazing. Contemporary. <laughs> you know, it's sort of, it, you, you you get Clint Eastwood to direct it, and it's uh, Rambo get off my lawn. But you need like a young tough. You can't Rambo be, get off my lawn. You can't be these like ba- you can't be these like skinny beta guys are like it can't be like Timothy Chalamet. Timothy it has to be Chalamet. like a tough Mexican actor that's yeah. like undiscovered. That would be amazing, actually. Yeah, that's a great idea. We should pitch that. Should to who? I don't know who do. Who, how does that work? Well, does, ask the Jew. <laughs> how does Hollywood work? Yeah. And how do we break in? Yeah, Neil, Israel. Can <laughs> Anybody? You, let us know? Yeah. you mean Uncle Neil? Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. You need more than one Jew, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, you need more than one. We, we need a few. We more need more Jews. than a token Jew. Speaking of which, a lot of geniuses in this movie. Not not a not a lot of Jews. Not a lot of Jews. Jews. Well, so there's like, there's like one Asian guy, yes, one black there guy, have been way more. Yeah. The Asian is uh, basically an extra, and he's chosen from Karate Kid Part Two. Okay, one uh, another fucking favorite of mine, and he like he's just been they just like he's just like in the background, and it's it's weird because he's. He's had a career where he was sort of in the background for a lot of movies. And then there's the girl whose name is Jordan. Oh yeah, um, and she's in a bunch of things. Apparently, she's in Revenge of the Nerds. I didn't uh, see her in there, but she's also in The Outsiders. Oh yeah, she is in The Outsiders. Is it maybe just because I'm sexist? Is oh, it we weird go. that so many of the women from these movies are forgettable? Um, I didn't think she was. Her character I in this is like... I can't remember what she looks like right now, and I just watched this movie two hours Well, ago. I'll say this. You she know, looks I'll, like I'll, Camille Theobald a little I, bit. That, she okay, actually yeah. looks like, like her. I mean, dude. like, Ali Sheedy, I love. Molly Ringwald. Like, there's a... Elizabeth Shue. But there's a lot of these actresses from that from that time period that just they just right, kind well, of so blur. All those movies from the 80s, a lot of them are... Uh, vehicles for the male stars, right. and uh, only the, are the, uh, in the rom coms do, do the women really get a full role. Even in the action movies, they kind of shoehorn a, a romantic lead in there. You know, a reason for him to kiss somebody at the end. Oh, you man. Know, a little... I remember Ray Don Chong and Tanya Roberts, though. Yeah, but that's because they've been. You, you, I don't know. There's only a few of those. There's only a handful. You know, yeah. you, 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 no, yeah. Jordan's right. It's because they don't really have a full character. Yeah, arc. I think that's yeah, true. You, you, it's really not until the mid '90s that you even see female-driven movies. You know, Pretty, oh, yeah, pretty no. Woman and Julia Clueless. Roberts is like the first, the first uh, uh, female movie star. Can you name a female movie yeah, and star? Yeah, she was a whore. I mean, I mean, before there, there <laughs> were there were, there were nothing. Call, All right, Jesus you know, no were, kissing on the mouth. There were there were you know sex icons and and uh, and whatnot. But I can you well, think of a, of a of a movie where the the female character goes through like a real. Uh, um, arc I mean, in there's the same always way that been. Gr- I mean, Terry Gard, Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney Weaver, and Alien, uh, uh, Molly yeah. Ringwald. All these. I, I was just rewatching Aliens. I fucking love Sigourney Weaver. It's been said before. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think yeah, maybe for some of these movies, but but the whole point of a breakout role is when people are like, oh, who's that person? And then you get a career from that. 
what I'm saying is a lot of these these roles should have been breakout roles for a lot of these women, and they. And I they totally weren't. agree. I totally you know? agree. But they didn't give them a lot of a lot to work with. I like, mean, the, the Elizabeth Shue didn't have a lot to work with in Karate Kid, and she became a star from that movie. Like, there's a. I, I just I just think there's a lot. There was a lot of generic. You know, you have the one girl, the hot the girl. She's that she's the girl in, in Valley Girl. Uh, have you seen Valley Girl? Yeah, with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Well, she this it's the same director. It's the same director. It's the Who's blonde girl. Uh, Which girl? Uh, the blonde girl that uh, yeah. uh, that. that that is sleeping with the professor that asks him, yeah. can you, she says, can you nail a, a, a nail through a board with your penis? He says, not right now. The girl's got to have her standards. Yeah. That's her. She's the girl from Valley Girl. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't get that line. I heard that line. In I mean, the it's, movie. A, it's a, it's a, what is the joke? I guess it's easier than saying I have a boyfriend. Oh, it's, can you nail, a, can you hit a nail through a board with your penis? It's like, no, nobody ever could. Right. So no, she's not going to fuck him. Oh, I still I, didn't understand. It seemed very sexual. I do like that the line just before that is he asks the guy, he says, have you ever seen a body so great in your life? He's like, yeah. that's my daughter. He says, well, then I guess you have. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that is a great point. My yeah. favorite in this movie is Laszlo, mm. John Grease. Who? And I, He's Uncle Rico. Yeah, from in, Napoleon, in, in Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. He um, got a really interesting career. Totally, un- I didn't even realize that he was still working until. Oh yeah, and this and talk about like a breakout. So he he plays basically like the burnout. Yeah, in well, this so, movie. Well, so he's yeah he plays like the, the 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 first genius that they had at the school, and he's been living in the pipes underneath the school for like a decade. Yeah. And when I went to school there, I had to, I checked my closet there to was see the, if there was anything there. Yeah. I remember him. There was an episode of X Files when I was a kid about. Uh, uh, there was a murder yeah. involving uh, some soldiers that had been in Vietnam, and it turns out that they were all given some experimental drug where they didn't sleep so that they could be soldiers 24 hours a day. Right. And John Grease has like one scene in that episode where he explains what's going on to, to Mulder and Scully. And like I'm telling you, from like 94, that left such an impression on me that I've always remembered John Grease from that. And even in this movie, he barely speaks, but yeah. he has such presence. He's so interesting looking. He's like, he's like one of my favorite actors that's done almost nothing that I can, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's like Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. He's in this movie. He's in that X-Files, and I can't really name anything. Oh, he's in Get Shorty. He's, in a, he's, he's been in a lot of things. He's yeah, he's working, one of those he, around, but he's never, he's never like quite broken as a big, big actor, but fucking amazing. But he's always it. worked. I looked at his IMDb. He's, yeah. got, he's got over 160 he's working credits. I mean, I, he's like one of uh, Liam Neeson's friends in Taken. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like one of his like buddies yeah, yeah. Like, hanging out with him before he goes on his missions. Um, Is my mic on? Yeah. Something. That's my mic, dude. Oh, okay. Because he's not talking. Oh, they started talking again. <laughs> I haven't been talking. <laughs> Don't worry. You guys are doing fine. <laughs> so this, you say this is one of your favorite movies? I love this movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved it before I even went to Occidental. Before I went to that college, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Because I, I always felt like a bit of an outsider myself. You know, as comedians, we're always kind of – I wasn't in any one particular group in high school. Um, yeah. I, I was sort of like the outsider. So I always felt – I, I always feel like – I never tried. I was. Ne- I never excelled in school because I. Uh, uh, I don't know for for whatever reason I was a bit lazy. But I was. I always nailed my interviews. Like I was always good in person. I was. Yeah. I was better. Always better in person than I was on paper. Um, yeah. And this movie, I felt like it didn't talk down to the audience. It didn't make you feel um, like you weren't a part of that group. Like you can, even without jocks in this movie, there are the alphas and the betas uh, in a sense. You know, so that like. The the nerdy guy that's you know the ass kisser that is doing the professor's laundry, yeah, he's he's like the jock you know, and I, I found that dynamic interesting. That like that's the biggest. He's literally the biggest loser in that movie, and it's clear from the get go 
they they really set it out like he's got braces and he's yeah he's um, a big loser like he's yeah. he, he he has two friends he's but so they hateable. all but they also make fun of him yeah they yeah. hate him well we I mean yeah. even even when I was again this this stuff when I went to school and I was gifted in town school or whatever there, there was always <laughs> hi- to say it every time <laughs> when I was a gifted in town school there were like hi- there was hierarchies of kids there was like it was oh there's yeah every fucking you put group. a bunch of kids together oh they're God. gonna striate somehow they're yeah. gonna break into tribes and they're gonna break into different the different- hot kids are gonna fuck the other hot kids it's yeah, great it's it's interesting how it's fun even even in this subgenre of of kids you're gonna have yeah yeah because everybody like were you popular in high school. Nah, I I also was like not in any one group. I had a weird time in high school because I was like a skater for half of it, and then I stopped skating. But I was like always <laughs> in the AP classes. So mm-hmm. by by the way, uh, Gifted Town School. When I was in elementary school, we were living in inner city. Then we moved to a farm. When we moved to the farm, there was no need for Gifted Town School, so I was just in like AP classes right but um i yeah. went to like summer programs you in were high still school. you were still outstanding in your field i went That's to correct. i went to governor school in new jersey which <laughs> so, some states have governor a school? thing called governor school what where, does that mean uh in new it's different in every state but in new jersey there's four governor schools so i went to the one for public policy and you literally apply and they pick 90 kids from the whole state of new jersey to be in this program and it's a free program where you're at a university for a month and we took classes we went on trips it, that was awesome because it was like it was like kids from all over New Jersey, but it was we, we. I had like the cool crew at Governors. We call ourselves the Chuckleheads because there was all these hot girls. You sure you guys called yourselves that? We, no, we did. There's a story. Look at these Chuckleheads coming four, over there here. There was four of us. I remember fucking Chuckleheads. Tamer Macri. There was Jahi Lake, <laughs> Brian out. Bauer, and me. We were the Chuckleheads, and the reason we were the Chuckleheads is because we were hitting on all the hot girls at at Governor School, and every one of them for the most part had a boyfriend and whenever we saw their boyfriend's picture they were a fucking door and we were like what are these fucking chuckleheads how do these guys get these girls so we became the chuckleheads for that but like we were the cool kids at at governor school for that summer and that was in 1996 and that was the last time i was cool um yeah no I'd, i ended up like dating a girl from there yeah and we like went to the Met for the day. We like took the train from. We were at Monmouth University in Long Branch. Yeah, and we took the train to the city. You were allowed to go anywhere on your day off as long as you signed out and told them where you were going. So we literally. What wrote, if you said you were going to a, like a like a whorehouse? No, nah, but it's like we yeah. wrote we wrote Peter and Jess going going to, going to Manhattan for the day, and we got on a train. The two of us oh. were seventeen years old, and we got we came to New York, and that's that's how I won her over. Took her to the art you museum. Explored wow. each other sexually. No, nah, we were young and innocent. <laughs> no? she, we, I, we called her Buff Girl Jess. Because were you, so were you a chucklehead in high school, I don't Alex? know what this chucklehead concept <laughs> were you, is. Were you popular in high school? I I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I grew up in the city. I was, I was popular in my elementary school because there were only 16 of us in it, my class. What does that mean? Exactly. So I went to school with like... Uh, like ninety kids in my class in high school. So yeah, high school. So, yeah, I, I, I was popular, but there wasn't that many kids. So. My high school was a it was a hundred and hundred and ten or so in my in my grade. So right, it's very similar. Four hundred in the in the in the grade exactly. in, in the school in the school. That's exactly the size that I went. And there were parties. Did you get invited to parties? Yes, I I got invited like tangentially. Like I would show up and people were like, "Who who invited him?" And it was kind of that. But I was but, still so no, you weren't invited. No, 
just weren't. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you absolutely weren't invited to but the I was party. Never th- but someone that went to the party that right. wasn't invited would say, hey, Jordan, you should come. Right. I was never thrown out of this right. party. Okay. That's sure. nice. <laughs> That's good. In, in elementary school. Kn- now I know the yeah. type of popular. Yeah. In Got elementary it. school, I was popular because both my parents worked and it was close to the school so we could all hang out there after school. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but in high school, I was uh, I went to school on the Upper West Side and I grew up in the village. So it was uh, nobody lived near me. Um, <laughs> I love New York kids. Yeah. Nobody lived near me. The whole island of Manhattan is nine miles long. You didn't live that far away from that. Well, that it wasn't school. a walk. It wasn't. You know? a walk. My parents had yeah. to drive thirty miles to my thirty right. minutes to my friend's house. I went right. to like a regional high school in the middle of nowhere. I right. did have one party though that was very successful. I, yeah, I threw a big banger once. Yeah, too. I, I did too. I, how did you? Yeah, hold on. So I, th- this is a funny story because my parents. And I found this out two days ago. My parents still believe the story I told them. What was the story? To, okay, to you cover, give, to give cover my story. to give cover us. my ass. All right, so give us the story. So my parents were out of town. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident they're not going to listen to this. Uh, oh, my, but whatever. Uh, my parents were out of town. You're Jordan. My parents were out of You're town. In your 40s. They were out of town for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was like, oh, you know, let's have a party. And I found out. Um, Almost immediately, that there were no, nobody else was having a party that weekend. Perfect. So my whole fucking school came to this party. Like a guy br- brought a bong in his guitar case. Like yeah. there, there were a hundred people in my parents' apartment over the course of the wow. night. It How was, big of an apartment? It, it was a crazy. It's. A, I mean, it's a decent sized. I don't know. It's probably fifteen hundred square feet. Wow. Okay. Maybe, yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, uh, two bedrooms. So two, you could, two yeah. baths. So you could fit. You could fit about a hundred. You know, over the max. course of the night, I wouldn't say there was a hundred people there at once, but okay. you know, it, in and out. It, it was big. It was a big party, and yeah. I remember somebody came up to me at one point, told me somebody was making dinner. I didn't see any evidence of it, but at the end of the night, I did find a pot with sauce in the in the sink. Somebody had made pasta, and, and I didn't even. I, I didn't know. <laughs> that's fine. Um, it's a it's a weird memory that that's the thing that sticks yeah. out in your mind. Somebody made pasta. It is odd. It's very odd that that happened. Though. I did a very good job cleaning up the next day and that night. A friend of mine stayed over and and uh, no help, cops help, were help, called. No Nothing. cops were called. Okay. And my parents live in a doorman building down in the, in the village. Yeah. So you know the doorman that was on duty kept bringing people around. Uh-huh. Um, I thought I did a pretty good job cleaning up. I really did. I uh, I thought I was scot free. No, yeah. no, nothing came back. About a week later. My parents went to a parent-teacher conference, and uh, a uh, one of the other mothers, uh, the mother of a friend of mine, uh, said, "Oh, my daughter, uh, you're Jordan's parents. My daughter says you have a, a beautiful apartment." And, oh and wow! My mom said, "Oh, we'll tell her thank you very much." When was she here? And so that's how my parents found out that there had been a party, and it had connected some dots. Apparently, they had found like a wine stain on a wall, and there was beer left in the fridge in the back that I hadn't taken out. Oh man! So they, that's when they started questioning me, and I came up with a, a, a brilliant uh, 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 idea on the spot, which was that I told them, "Oh, I didn't want. I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. I didn't think you would find out, but I, I told a couple of friends of mine that you guys were out of town, and somebody overheard it, and they thought there was going to be a party." And I had to, and people showed up, and I couldn't get them to leave, and I had to call the doorman to get him to come and help me uh, get everybody out of the apartment. Oh, that's not a bad story, because you, you're kind of admitting that the party happened, yeah. but it wasn't your fault. Five minutes later, great. I went to go walk the dog. I ran around the corner right away, and that same doorman was on duty, and I said, hey, Tony, this is the story I just told my mother. If she asks you, please back me up. Ten minutes after that... <laughs> he backed me up. Nice, beautiful, yeah. Tony, and the real one. My mother, yeah. my, my my parents had friends over the other night, and she told the story that I told them to them. 
as like a funny story. Can you believe he had the foresight to call the doorman and do that? <laughs> oh, that's so fucking funny. Like, I got points on both sides of that. This yeah. happened two days ago? Two days ago, I heard my mother, my, my mother tell that story to somebody. <laughs> that's I never had a party in my house, but we had a, we had a beach house. Real genius yeah. right fucking yeah, here, baby. We had a, we had a beach house in the town, Seaside Heights, where everybody would go for prom weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so I had friends there, and it was just like, it was a shit show everywhere in the town. But I was like, don't tell anybody my address. And then, of course, it got out where the house was, and there was, like, people fighting, girls crying. I'm just like, this is exactly what I did not want. So you did have a party. Yeah, I mean, I ended up having people, like, stay with me, and then some people just, like, came by, but it was never, like, a rager. I'll say this also. I, I, did, I still didn't get invited to any parties after that, but, oh. but people smiled when I arrived anyway. <laughs> they were happy to see you. They, they, they knew who I That's was. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I, um, I don't know if my mom even knows this, and she listens to the pod, so I, I, it's quick. I'll make it quick, but... I did have a party, like a banger, at my house when my mom was away. Uh, and we lived in the suburbs, so we had a house, you know? So we ended up, my school was pretty small, but basically my entire grade showed up to this party. So there was like, you know, 60 people from my grade. Then my friends from like the public school that were like really close with me, like my friend Luciano and, and his brother and like other people. It ended up being like a hundred plus people at my party. My dog was there. My dog shit on the floor. Uh, we um, had, yeah, I remember my, I had to clean it up, and this girl Nicole helped me clean it up. Then my friend from public school was fucking my other friend Colleen. <laughs> Sorry if any of you are listening, <laughs> but they were we know. But thanks for listening, dude. No, <laughs> they, they were fucking leave like a, they were like comment. they were like fucking on the downstairs couch, like in front. Like people were like kind of like able to see them. It was wild. Like it was like a wild party, and there was music. It was loud as shit. Was there a and video from this party? No, but the cops were called. <laughs> Jeez. We got a warning, and then we kept going, and then we got the get the fuck, get everyone out of here. And then people were like, but we're all drunk. How are we going to drive home? All this stuff. Then they set up. Apparently, there was a cop car set up. So basically, if like, anyone left. Like a checkpoint. Yes. Yeah, they would get them. So we had to make sure like parents were picking people up. So a lot of kids got in trouble, but I didn't get in trouble because my mom never found out. She never found Until out. Now. We cleaned up. And you didn't yeah, have to sorry, drive. You have to, you, you, I didn't have to drive. Yeah. It, was, it was my house. <laughs> and nothing got destroyed. Nothing got destroyed. The dog did shit on the floor, but she was fine. It like happens. everything was okay. Yeah. Dog um, shit you, doesn't say party. Well, that's no. your dog. Right, exactly. Dog yeah. you, the dog shat on the carpet because she missed your mom. Yeah, and this was good. Like this was a good time in my high school. Like I did I was dating this like super hot girl at the time. Not the girl that I think my mom's gonna think I'm dating. Like I wasn't dating her, but I took this girl to prom, uh, this girl Alyssa, and she was like like the honestly, like in freshman year when I saw her, I was like, that's the hottest girl I've ever seen in my entire life. So like to be able to be like kind of dating her senior year was pretty cool. Hopefully, she, hopefully she's listening. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. Actually, I don't. I think she's married. Now. Wow. So weird. That's why these movies make she's me probably like, still hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> these Shout movies make Caputo, me nostalgic for hot. high school. It, it, it's like, it, like it's a sad nostalgia because yeah. I think about those. I'm thinking about it right now. Governor school. This girl Jess, we called her Buff Girl Jess because she had like biceps. She threw like javelin and shot put. She ended up going getting like a scholarship for this. And there was my friend Tamar had a crush on one girl, but she had a boyfriend. And my friend Jahi had a crush on another girl, but she had a boyfriend. But then we were all kind of circling around Jess. And it was like, who does Jess like? And no one really knew. And then I just, I just was sitting there talking to her. And I was like, hey, I was like, are you interested in like art? Like you like to go to art museums? And she's like, yes. I was like, do you want to go to like the Met on our day off? And she goes, sure. I was like, but let's not tell anybody because you know how everyone's going to want to tag along. So we literally like got up early, we met, we signed ourselves out, we got on the train, 
And it was like scandalous because we came back and everyone's like, oh my God, Peter and Jess went to New York City alone. And then, then we were like the couple at, at governor school. But it was like, I love, I love that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, yeah. everything meant so much more. Oh, back I then. found, in case you think I'm bullshitting, I, I don't found think a picture are. of me, Let me and see the, it. the chuckleheads. Is this, this you with head? Uh, no, with this hair? Is, this is Sorry. the chuckleheads. That's see. Jahi, Tamar, and Brian. I hope you put this oh picture up God, on Oh, my God, Peter, the- you, with, you had luscious locks. Long, curly hair, yeah. You were crushing it. That was it. Pete Garachi. When did you post this? A while ago. Look, look at Peter. Somewhat, Peter Reggie, with hair is... Reggie wow. Cush wrote, which one is Wait, you? Are, 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 are you the one that looks like Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah, no, basically. Long, curly hair. It's not Jesse Eisenberg. He looks way more handsome. Yeah, but Jesse that Eisenberg. definitely is the, like the one that looks like Jesse more Eisenberg. So than, a medi- uh, yeah, more Italian so than the Jesse Latino Eisenberg. and the black kid. Yeah, sure. No, he's, he's Egyptian. <laughs> that guy's <laughs> Egyptian, not Latino. Touche. Well, he, he would Touché. play Latino in a movie, but... Guys, he looks Latino. Well, um, you know, ho- hopefully Jesse Eisenberg will play you in, in the movie of your life. Also from Jersey. Um... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd, be, it'd be nice. No, but I, I, you know, those like those memories because then she and I tried to stay together, and then we drifted apart. And I asked her to my prom, and then I didn't hear from her. And then she wrote me a letter out of nowhere, and I got upset that she just like was like, "Hey," like she wrote me a letter like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like, "You've been you like disappeared from my life for a year, and now you're just gonna write me a letter like, hey." And so it's just like those memories. I don't, Hold on, that's all the letter said. Hey, how you doing? No, it was it was she was telling me what's going on in her life, but it was very casual. It didn't address the fact. Would have been weird if she sent you a text via snail mail. It, it didn't address the fact that like I asked her to the prom, she didn't want to go, and then she just kind of disappeared from my life. I I was too sensitive. Like I I've had this thing where I I take relationships really really in, intensely, and I want like I get hurt easily because. I wanted to like mean so yeah. much, you know. And I, looking back now, there was a couple girls I did that with, and it's like I, if I had just chilled the fuck out, it would have been so much better. I, I feel would, maybe the same for myself. I, I should have been a little bit more uh, observant of what was. Over. I didn't. I didn't have a date for my prom. My prom, I went. I me and I was me and a, and, a, and a couple of other guys that didn't have dates. We. I didn't even go to my junior prom because this girl. Wait, no, is that true? No, I wanted to go to the senior prom, and then she. I ended up taking a girl who was like my my friend. We the, were like platonic. The girl I asked for the prom told me uh, that. That she wasn't going to go with a date. That just a bunch of us were going to get a limon. We we're all going to just go as friends. And then she went with a friend of mine. Oh, I mean, girl, it's it's, it's <laughs> so vicious. It's so vicious. She's a nice girl, though. We, we, I remember we, we, we remained friends, friendly anyway. I've told this story like in, in storytelling shows, but there was a there was a kid. His name was Eric, and he looked like a nine year old Drew Carey, like buzz cut glasses, wore like a blazer. And he was so uptight, and I, I really like made it my mission to like help this kid like loosen up. And we had a dance at the end of uh, at the end of camp, and I'm in the middle. I'm me and with nine rows, I'm fucking dancing. I'm having, I'm goofing off, you know. And he's standing in the corner, just like brooding. And I was like, Eric, what's going on? Come on. He goes, he goes, no, I don't know how to dance. I was like, oh, it's easy, man. Just. And he's like, no, I don't want to dance. I was like, oh, whatever, man. You know where we are. So a couple minutes goes by, and he like pokes me in the arm, and he goes, I want to learn. So I give him like a quick dancing lesson. I was like, "All right, let's keep it real simple. Let's just move your feet to the beat." And then, of course, you next, gave him like the hitch. The, 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 yeah, like, the, and, and then, of course, next thing you know, he's like flailing. So I'm like, "Tone it, you tone it down." You, you seen that movie? You seen the movie Hitch? Yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> he, he, and and he's having fun. We're all goofing off. And then a couple minutes more goes by, and then he's brooding again. And in the in the corner, I was like, "Eric, what's going on?" He's like, "Oh, I asked so and so to dance." And she said she didn't want to dance, and a couple minutes later, she was dancing with another kid. And I'm like, that's what it is, man. That's, that happens. And it's funny because he picked the hottest, coolest girl at camp. Like she went to like school with Tom Selleck's kids in right, California. Right, okay. She was like a real California girl. But I was like, but that was me too. Like I was always 
like reaching for like the he, prettiest girl. He, uh, he walked up to my, the biggest guy in the yard yeah. and tried to fight him and got shot down. Yeah, but and the thing is, I've I've dated some of like the like I've I've I my batting average is not high, but like like and, and a friend of mine said it one time. He goes he goes we all say about you like. You're you're not always with the girl, but when you're with the girl, she's the hottest girl in the room. And even like the, my girl currently, like she's be- like I saw her in my restaurant, and and me and my friend were like, "Do you see that girl?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go talk to her." Mm. And um, so I don't, but it, but it, but when you do that, like you set yourself up to get hurt a lot of the times. I, I didn't really date that much in high school. I was not a big dater. I I did go out on this. One, I, there was a girl that I went to high school with who was a model. She was her father was a designer, and she was gorgeous. And um, I asked her out, I don't know how many times, till she, she, she only went out with me on my birthday. And I took her to a Knicks game, and I got fucking, like, third row seats for a Knicks game. It was an afternoon game on my birthday, and uh, they were playing the Nets. It was a tight game, down to the wire. With, like, two minutes to go, she was like, I have to leave. It was like a you know, one-point game. Oh, jeez. And so she left. While I stayed and watched the rest of the game, and I still managed to like run out and and see her outside before like after the game was over. Yeah, I there's so many stories where I I, I met it's a pretty disheartening. I met a girl at a Christmas party, and we were supposed to go out. And that morning, I just happened to be listening to like Z100, and she called in to Z100. Mm. So people were like talking about their commute or whatever, and I was like, oh my god, that's the girl that I'm going to call later today. And I called her and like no answer. And then I fucking I I did like the John Favreau thing in Swingers. Yeah. I, 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 call, I called all these times and then I never heard from that girl again. It's just like so stupid. But it's like the things like if only we knew. You know what I mean? Like if we yeah. knew if we and if we knew like who the right person was and we were just like matched up with them. Oh yeah. In my old age, I'm becoming a believer in fucking just arranged marriages. <laughs> just, fucking, just fucking get it over with. Like none of us can figure anything out. Can, I know. Are you going to figure out the most important decision of your life? I know it's impossible. Based on what? On what criteria? Because yeah, she was cool at a party. You got drunk at a bar. It's like it's so weird that we think like, oh, no one's going to tell me what to do. But then we fucking no one's happy. Yeah, yeah. I've just been looking through my old Facebook photos and kind of like like crying. I'm like, this is like all nostalgia like, right now. I know, I know. Dude, I just found oh, my, you're doing it right now. I am. I just found my fucking prom photos. I'm wondering what the fuck you're doing. I found over my there. prom. Photos. Alex is not talking. He's scrolling through well, his so, phone. Well, I just miss all these people. Well, so, <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> I, I think I was popular. Well, so just to bring it back to, to to bring it back to this movie, I think the reason I like this movie so much is that every character in this movie came from an environment where they were probably not the coolest person. Yes, yeah. and it's not like uh, you know fish out of water. This is like small uh, fish in a bigger pond thing for every one of them. Yes, and in, and in particular for Mitch, I mean, coming from high school and going right into college, That's so crazy. Yeah, the idea um, of doing that, and it, just because like, you're smart too, they didn't even consider because back then, like my mom got bumped up. A few grades because she was smart. So she's just like for she was like in seventh grade, and they're like, "No, you're in high school now." But that they don't like. Yes, she can handle the the, the schooling. Like Mitch can handle the the yeah. schooling, but the social aspect yeah. of being thrown in with people like yeah. you know I way know. more advanced socially than you is well, so detrimental. Well, it's also like, clear from the beginning that his mother is totally insane oh, and like a heli- nuts. like yeah. a helicopter parent. Yes. Oh, his parents are awful. And the, the father is, and the father just doesn't even really want. The father looks like he'd be he wants to be out scoring other chicks. But yes. often, <laughs> but often yeah, 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 he's yeah. wearing like the leisure suit and he's got the pop <laughs> the, the collar f- popped outside. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's but often it's like the the smart kids. Their parents are. 
it's almost like it's like having a kid with like a cleft palate or something. It's like a weird genetic anomaly when like yeah, two dumb parents have smart kids. Not all just the time. dumb, but like when they're not necessarily like intellectuals or whatever. Yeah. and the kid is like a freakishly talented kid. Right, right. I, I mean, again, I, I hate to keep going back to me, but <laughs> I know you. Love I to feel do like it. I feel like people didn't know what to do with me, and like whether it was other kids socially because I would just say stuff because my brain was just kind of worrying. Or it was teachers who didn't know quite to like when you're like a, a bright kid like they, they don't really don't know what what to do with oh you. there's there's a lot of truth to that and yeah. and now it's worse because now for political correctness they don't want to track kids at all yeah so they want to put all the kids together because God forbid the dumb kids find out that they're dumb so they throw all the kids to because you know back in my, my not only was the school gifted and talented but within the gifted and talented school there were different tracks. For like different intelligence levels, yeah. So now it's like every kid is all together. So the 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 kids who are like, especially the kids who are are like really disruptive, that are problems. They don't. They get. They stay in the classrooms. They disrupt the class. The teachers have to give them extra attention. So the really bright kids don't get any attention at all. Yeah. And not that. I mean, usually they don't need as much. But it's good. Like I know for me, like I wanted the bar to be kept raised. The more you raise the bar for me, the more I ch- kept trying to to raise the bar, which is why I did great at governor school where I did mediocre in high school just because high school was boring to me. You know, yeah. it's, when you're that smart too, it's like it's, things are boring. Regular life is boring. And I think that's what this movie gets right. Like if you're that smart, of course you're going to be thinking of pranks and goofs yeah. just to make things fun. Like what, what, what better thing to do with your intelligence than to make fun shit. Yeah. You know? yeah. I also like the part, like I, I, I mean, obviously uh, uh, I, they want you to identify with Mitch, you know, the 15 year old, um, yeah, I think I was probably around 15 when I saw this movie. Which Do you is, think so? I'm around then, probably. Okay. I, I probably saw this movie in high school That's or probably or a college. great time to see this movie. Um, I totally identified with that scene where they go to the the party. The pool party. Yes. yes. That's a great, and, great like college scene. And uh, Val Kilmer's like, come on, let's do this, you know? Yeah. And and he runs off to be, he, he tells that woman, oh my God, don't eat that. If you eat that, you'll, you'll your, grow incredibly large might, breasts. Yeah. Oh no, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 and then Mitch is just sitting by himself, himself in the bleachers, basically, until he sees the girl that he likes come in with the scuba stuff. And he doesn't care about any, any of the other stuff. Yeah, there. I, 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 I'm, I was that guy kind. I was, I was a bit of a wallflower until I had felt like I was somebody that I was comfortable talking to, even in the beginning of college. It's a very like sweet movie in that way. Like it really shows you what it's like to be that kid. But it also, and it's, you know, it's funny because like politically, people talk about the '80s and Reagan and how a lot of these movies are like rah rah rah, like jingoism or like uh, pro America. Really, this a lot, one isn't. Well, yeah. this movie—it's funny because it's—they're very—they're pro-individual. Yeah. So the government and the military are still the bad guy. Like it's true in war games. It's true in a lot of these movies where, the, like, the man is still the bad guy, and it's still the individual versus the man. So these kids get recruited to make this laser, and when they find out that it's actually the the military is using it as it's like it's it's funny. It's actually what they're inventing is a drone. Yeah. They're inventing a drone that they can assassinate people with, but it's a laser in outer space. Now, what's really interesting to me, I, I, I'll tell you, I, I hadn't watched this movie from the very beginning in a long time, and I totally <laughs> forgot that whole opening scene yeah. where they're sitting <clears throat> around with the, where, where, where the professor is sitting with the government agents. Or not even – he's not even in there. It's just the government agents talking about yeah. uh, what, they're, what they're trying to build. And then one guy's like, oh, I'm not in, on board with this, and he walks out, and they're like, oh, we're going to have to yeah. liquidate him, which means they're going to fucking kill him yeah. probably. But then uh, later in the movie, 
they have no problem. There's no security whatsoever. Like that you're even in the plane with other of the, uh, um, the, the, the other engineers who don't recognize them but don't say anything. Yeah. I feel like that's weird that like they're going to kill this guy that knows about it, that the fact that they're doing this, but then on the base, they, there's literally yeah. no security. Well, the guy, the pilot in that opening sequence is Stacy Peralta, which I thought was so weird. Who's like yeah. a founder of like Powell Peralta skateboards. Skateboarding, yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, Stacy Peralta's in this movie. One of the doctors in the early scenes is, um, uh, uh, Severn Darden. Who's uh, uh he was a, a, a comic and, a, a, I think, oh, really? I think he was one of the like, original comedy store guys oh wow uh, but also i think he w- might have been really involved in the uh, uh improv scene yeah i think he was a big improv guy the things like the, the things i remember from this movie are john grease coming out of the closet and that whole character but then one of the great 80s literally literally leaving the closet yeah he lived his the elevator not coming he wasn't gay no he like yeah. lived at, he, uh, he lived through a closet <laughs> door um, jordan meanders to a point when, um, and then just says it he's not gay but the, the, the ending scene with the popcorn is like one of like my memories from, from my childhood like one of the great endings one of the great like surprises in yeah. a movie and all real popcorn they, they, they did that with a real house in a real popcorn yeah Oh really? Yeah, yeah. The the, the 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 movie company bought so much popcorn that they got like a deal because they were they they, they was they yeah. At so the much. end of the movie, the, they they redirect the laser to basically cook popcorn in the the professor's house. Yeah. to get him back for basically and it just des- and it destroys his house. It's so much popcorn, it breaks open the doors. It it, it destroys the, the fa- walls. The, the, yeah, yeah. But it, like I, that's that's a scene that from my child, like I remember that like vivid. If you say real genius to me, that's the first thing that pops into my mind. Well, yeah, it, I, it's that and the tears for uh, tears for fears song. Which no, I didn't remember that was how the movie ended. Yeah, I love that fucking song. Me too. Did you know? Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen. Do you watch uh, uh, MythBusters? I've, I've seen, seen a, a little few. bit. Of it, yeah, really. they so annoy me. They did an episode about the popcorn. Yeah. Oh, they, they tried to see if it was real. They tried to they see could, if it was real. They, yeah. they, they they tried it with a miniature. Okay. Um, and uh, they said that it would not be possible for the popcorn to bust open the doors or, or the top of the house. Once it would be full, it just burns. In yeah, the, the in popcorn the wouldn't uh, expand. It wouldn't. It would, it, yeah, it would. It, the middle would burn. Right. That makes sense. It would kind of sink yeah. into itself. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's also like that's why I fucking hate those guys. They ruin like fucking yeah, like, awesome ideas. Guess what? I like yeah. the myths. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. You know? well, however, you, 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 who, what are they? They're how, fucking. However, I don't want to say Jews. They. <laughs> they, they, they. I wanted to call. Them they did Jews. prove that it is possible. <laughs> To pop the popcorn with a laser like that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Good for so that's why it's good. Well, and, and I and I say it correct. I, I I think it was Martha Coolidge or somebody involved with the production went to great lengths to really study this the science behind this laser technology, yeah. so that they got it right at least in the way they talked about it in the movie, so that real scientists and real geniuses weren't going to be up in arms about how much they got There's wrong. There's a lot of jargon that's used that's not explained in like a really smart way. Where yeah. like you find yeah. out later what they're talking about. I, I like that. They, I, like they, that. They, I like it too. Yeah. They, 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 they went out of their way to make sure that real scientists and real laser technology people would watch the movie and not be taken out of it by understanding that, they're not, that they don't know what they're talking about. Like they, they used real terminology smart, yeah. and they used real science to, to make some of this stuff happen. And I think that's fucking amazing. Yeah, I like when movies have like an awareness of who might be watching. Well, not just, like just, not just an awareness of who might be watching, but knowing that, you know, we're going to try this thing out and, you know, we're going to exaggerate what the uses of it are, but this is possible. Yeah, right. Making sure that it makes sense, you know, yeah. at least theoretically. I yeah. think Val Kilmer is a fucking real genius. Yeah. I think, like, we take this, Tombstone, like, he's just, like, so many movies where he... 
I wonder how much of this movie was improvised. I supposedly nah, the guy, it seems pretty scripted. The, 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 There's the, a lot of jokes. The two guys that yeah. wrote it, um, uh, it was rewritten many times by by other people on the. Uh, somebody else helped rewrite it. They, they yeah. you know, their their original screenplay is not what what showed up there, but uh, there were a lot of rewrites, I guess. But um, I, I, it is very funny. He, Val, Val so is many like, great jokes, and some of them are like thrown away. Like they're they're done yeah. so fast, you don't even realize a lot of them. He's kind. Of, he's like a very actorly like Juilliard guy, but still like so, in a way that I normally wouldn't like yeah. when, when you see someone who's actually when you they're quote unquote acting. But he's so great. No, that he's he really good. Doesn't matter. Like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is another movie that he's great in with Robert Downey Jr. He's just like one of those guys that he again. He's like he's probably too good for Hollywood. Like he's too much of a genius to deal with the regular bullshit in Hollywood, and that's probably why he's had so many problems. Well, that's why he works in this movie so well because he raises the bar. Like he's on his own plane. Yeah. You can see how much smarter he actor, is than anybody else. It you makes, can see how much better he is yeah. than everyone else. Yeah. Like even if the acting was bad, I, I didn't think the I don't I don't think there were really no, any uh, um, no, really. Uh, Well, the kid wasn't amazing. No, he but he's also an unknown. Like awkward. he's not a person. Yeah, I'm, not, no I'm not saying I can buy him being that guy. Sure, I'm not saying he needed to be amazing, but Val Kilmer next to him, it's pretty apparent who went to Juilliard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the guy with the eye makeup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe because he's like fair skin. I don't know what that is. It's, I make it's those great, lips, man. man. It's those lips. He's yeah, cute. He's, he's sultry. Know, he's very sultry. I don't guy. know how anybody didn't recognize those fucking lips under the Batman mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll tell you that right who, now. Who is this guy? He's so pretty. Who could he possibly be? <laughs> Couldn't, so, couldn't be pretty Bruce Wayne. It's couldn't beautiful. be the same. Um, I'll say this also for an 80s co- college comedy, very little uh, rape. Almost none. Almost, and the only one is, is, is woman, the woman that tries to rape Mitch. Yeah, There's almost not, nothing not problematic in this movie. Yeah, no one cares uh, about you know, you know women, there, right? There are some, uh, some, some sexual advances and some harassment, you know, that, but it's not as overt, and it's not... Um, the professor sleeping with the student? Yeah, the professor sleeping with the student, and even him just hitting on the girl. The like, woman that like, preys the little, you know, on the young you know, geniuses? Some, some, so, there are a handful of appropriate lines. I li- I, yeah, I like, I like she's her. She's sultry. Yeah. 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 But At the end, she's like, I've been looking for my number one. You're like, well, all right. Calm down, fucking slut. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nerd slut. Yeah, I like that, though. Like this her. movie might be the reason that there's, you can't uh, enter that any of those sweepstakes as many times as anymore. That was a real thing, too, where like, these geni- oh, yeah. genius kids figured out how to break. Like, I mean, this, this happens all that, the time. That's why they say it's very loosely based on a real thing. Yeah, yeah. That was the thing. Yeah. No, there's all these things where like you know, kids who like beat like casinos for blackjack. Yeah. Like, these, again, it's like these smart kids... And, and there's a great line where it's like, you know, it's all all science and no philosophy. It's like they're they're just a lot of the and I this is a problem I always have with like these these fucking Aspergery scientific kids. It's like they're not they, they lose our they can lose our humanity. It's very easy to be like, oh, let's find out if we can do this thing. And those are often the people that don't have like a lot of humanity. Right. Like, I remember I was I was pre med in college for a while, and like one of like the top kids in like the biology classes. He said to me one time, he goes, oh, I wanna, I, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm, I want to be a doctor. He goes, but I don't want to touch people. They're dirty. I'm like, what do you fucking think being a doctor is? But he was so like hyper-focused on I'm going to be the best and I'm, I'm great at biology. And what you do is you become a doctor that he didn't understand any like human interaction. And th- those people scare me actually. Yeah. Those are the ones that when people say like, oh, I believe in science. Well, there's a lot of things that are science you know, like nuclear weapons are science. Plastic is science. Like, yeah. well, it's just a weird thing. Like, if you get into medicine because you want to work with people, and then you spend the next eight years not working with people, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's that, that too. 
I mean, you could be a researcher. Right. I'm just saying, you know, you know I'm just saying you go to medical school, you're kind of sequestered. And not only that, you're, you're around dirty, sick people. Like you're literally around people at their worst. <laughs> yeah, like it's not even like it's not even like nice clean people. It's like people with their fucking look at this rash. It's right. like it's disgusting. <laughs> so you got you got to have a high tolerance. And God forbid you tell people out in public that you're a doctor. That that's when you oh really see some rashes. God. I'm actually I have a one of my best friends is a orthopedic surgeon. I mean, just as a comedian, people ask me to tell them a joke. I can't imagine what doctors. are I showing. try to be good yeah. about not that's like so grilling true. my orthopedic surgeon friend for. But then I'm like, you do my ankles. Like, can you tell me? And he's he's like, fuck it. He, he doesn't he doesn't take any of my ailments seriously. So I feel like I can't use him as a doctor anymore because he just thinks I'm fucking – I'm like, no, no, really. My ankle hurts. What should I do? He's like, can you walk? I'm like, yeah. He goes, all right, then you're fine. I'm like, that can't be the answer. That is what doctors do, man. I know. <laughs> After 40, haven't you heard Louis's joke? No. Was they it? stop caring. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. They don't care. And it literally when you're ha- 20, you could, you, they can make a, an ear out of a shoulder and yeah. then just figure <laughs> it out. But if you're 40, it's like – yeah, you're going to stretch it, and then it's, it's tr- just like going to feel like, yeah, shitty. It's fine. I'm like, I, this can't be okay. Does like, anybody just, else want more whiskey? You just well. took all that whiskey down, Jordan. Holy shit. That's enough. That's, enough. That's, 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 we might as well finish that You can finish now. my cup that's already poured. I yeah, that's, I that's why I brought a second bottle. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Wow. I did a shot this morning. What? Of Jameson. Why? Because I was oh, a Gino. You, oh, you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, I did it in hot water this morning. It, it, it's on, it should be out. It's already uh, out. They, they yeah, do it live. live. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome, but I, I didn't you know Gino's- In hot water on compound media. Known for being a big drinker. Everybody did a shot of Jameson. 9.30 a.m. 9.45 a.m. Uh, on an empty stomach, I did it. And then I had another shot later, which is very added character for me. And then I did you do it on the show? No, no, no. We did it before okay. and then after. But uh, it was so much fun. Uh, they came. Bird created a character of Peter Garisi, which I'm hoping is now. It's like a. It, said, I, yeah. It's gonna I go immediately, viral. I immediately thought of like you know like back in the day like when SNL was good, uh, where they like a like a feature player would have a character and then they they bring it back because it like was a right a thing. I was like Peter Garisi. That, could that, be that thing. started happening from the get go. By the way, well, no, you know, I samurai. Know, oh. Belushi's samurai character was in like almost every episode. Of, oh, really? See, I don't. Rem- <laughs> I haven't gone back and watched. I don't remember because sometimes it's funny how like you know everybody knows the Matt Foley sketch. Like that ran one time on live television, but we all saw it because right. of, of reruns and stuff. Yeah. But it, there really was just the one sketch. No, he did like six of those. But the the cla- <laughs> no, but like the classic <laughs> one. No, I know, but the classic, yeah, the classic one that everybody one David remembers Spade and, is, and Christina Applegate is yeah. the one. Uh, okay. I heard you've been reusing your papers not for writing but for, for rolling doobies. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty yeah, good. Spade and Apple- and uh, I think Bob Odenkirk wrote that sketch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so it was, it was. I was like, oh shit! In all my life, I've been called a lot of things, but I've never been called Peter Petey Garizzi. Petey so Garizzi. I'm hoping that takes off. That well, you know, yeah, no. Maybe when you had longer hair. Yeah, behind your back, perhaps. I never was able to make if, a ponytail. If the people tail. that you went to school with were really gifted and talented. No, they called me Crotch. They called me Crotch Rot. There was crotch? Definitely, yeah. Your name was Crotch. It, they're like Karachi, Karachi, Crotch. There are people that I run into from high school that still now call I me get it. Crotch. Karach. Crotch. I get it now. Did you like that nickname? No. No, I would have hated that. Someone like wrote it on the inside of my hat. Like, oh, my, but then I but then I kinda own it. Like my You gotta own it. My first email address was crotch ninety nine at hotmail.com. Oh wow, ninety nine. I, I sent like a uh, um I was talking to my guidance counselor, he's like, You're gonna wanna come up with another email address <laughs> for professional correspondence. <laughs> Wait, this was like old enough to be in like old, high school high school? Yeah, it's high school. In ninety nine? Uh, was that your? Oh AI? no! You know what? Wait. Oh Hold no! On. So this was co- this was after this was like two years into college because I graduated. Oh shit! Was dude. that was that your aim? Uh, your aim handle? No, I wasn't. I didn't do aim. 
You're AOL. What was that, fucking nerd? I didn't AOL. Come on, buddy. No, I didn't do, I didn't we all did AOL. AOL. I didn't do any of that stuff. You never did AOL. Dude, everyone no. did AIM. I barely, you, I barely understand Twitter now. I did not understand how that shit worked. Hold on. Don't you know that you still have twenty three hours of usage really? coming to you? I never <laughs> understood that stuff, dude. AIM was like the shit when I was in like fifth grade and sixth grade. Like that was like how you got fucking basically. How you started like meeting girls. All right, and talking I'm, gonna, to them. I'm gonna tell another story I've never told anybody. Oh, here, here we go. go. Let's hear it. I want to hear it. Ooh, I'm excited. A, I got. I, I, so I, I was on AOL very early. I was even before even AOL. We had CompuServe. What? Uh, before there was AOL, I was on CompuServe. I was online. <laughs> That's just a was, terrible you know, name I, for I, anything. I, I was on like IRC, you know, Internet uh, Relay Chat, talking to people. <laughs> Uh, Wait, so you were just in the chat rooms? Well, yeah, this is like you know, like the dangerous chat rooms they talk about. These weren't that dangerous. No, we were just, but, you know, we were just trading naked pictures of you know women we'd never met. Right, um, right. Which is how Facebook started. Right, uh, true. But um, on AOL, I remember so specifically they, they, if you went over that number of hours, they would charge you per hour. Wow, for your internet usage. Oh yeah, and it was back fucking expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like it was not. It was like. It, it was crazy. It was like it was day. like a dollar and uh, dial up. They, they charged. They you charged like, like any rate would be insane. They charged yeah. you. I think they charged you per minute. Even. It's per minute. Yeah. Um. And That's so, crazy. like, I'd be at my 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 monthly limit, and I was like, I don't. Know. You're fiending too. You're like, I gotta get more in. I can't. I can't wait till so next. So what month. were you doing? You were trading. You were literally trading photos. And that was. I mean, that was part of it, I, but it wasn't everything. I, I mean, I always. I always feel like the whole internet is just a, a, a delivery system for porn, and everything else is just to cover. That's true, actually. Yeah. But well, were well, you doing that? I'm just trying to understand why you were in. Yeah, the everybody always joke. You know, you know the old joke is that back in the day when you would get like a, a porn picture, it would the, take it, forever. It would take forever. <laughs> you come before you even saw the tits. It was just like at her chin. Yeah. But wait, I don't think everyone told that joke. Though. Somebody told that joke. It's I not think, my. It's not my. It's, it's not my joke. With you though, I very well, right? Um, but I, yeah, I understood it. I, um, <laughs> you lived it for sure. But I remember so specifically that a friend of mine and I, like he. We we came up with this idea and like we would, we we would just go we would do it we we went online with his account and we would go into like the the newbie chat rooms and we would find somebody that was new to AOL and they would give us their passwords for we would you know craft a thing like oh I'm from the thing and you have to give us your password because you've been hacked and then uh, <laughs> you and and you and you'd use that account until I mean I, I'm I'm sure multiple like children gave me their passwords and then I used their account until they were out of. Like they, people got charged for my. You were using other people's accounts on your internet, and they got charged. That's how it worked. It didn't I, work. Like I, I don't know how I didn't get caught, uh, but I just know that you know there were definitely two accounts that I uh, that I used until they didn't work anymore. Wow. Someone else got that's charged. Some, that's some popping popcorn in somebody's house like, kind of shit. Like, like you fucking like and and this was already after the point where they had like the text. In the, the the chat box that said nobody from AOL will ever ask you for your password, and these people still gave me their fucking passwords. <laughs> but it was just so I could jerk off. It you're wasn't like, like, you're like I wasn't stealing money from anybody specifically. You're a Nigerian prince. No, no, you're but fucking I, scamming I, people. I wasn't. I, I, you're the guy that invented that. I wasn't. <laughs> I, I wasn't scamming people for money um, uh, uh, explicitly. I. I it was a side effect, probably. I understand. They you were, were, you, were you, you wanted to get your thing. And they were unloading minutes that they probably weren't going to use anyway. Yeah. Right. But I'm sure people got charged money for my <laughs> usage. 
<laughs> they wouldn't have shut down the account if that wasn't the case. Yeah. Oh, they my. couldn't figure out how to stop it. They, I, this was before people were like, oh, you should change your password. No, I mean. It's I mean, like when someone <laughs> stole my ATM card and they froze my. I couldn't only take out $100 a day out of my ATM I mean, card because somebody was stealing my shit. We're, we're literally yeah. talking about fucking 25 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, statute of limitations is probably over by now. You're 25 fine. years ago, literally, are we talking about? Well, I'm, I'm 41, so that was when I was like 16. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Jeez, man. 20 fucking five years ago. I was two 25 years ago. Oh, my God. That must be it. That's fun. And, Jerking off in the early internet and the fu- seems and, fun. And, and, and you know what's really funny is that yeah. my, my AOL handle yeah. and, my, and my AIM handle is still my fucking email address and my Insta handle, Beatnik Nudnik, has been my thing yeah, from the yeah. get. Really? So I can't even believe that I haven't been found out yet. That I'm because I'm 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 not that difficult to find. No, you're talking about it on a podcast right now. Yeah, I mean, it, also statute of limitations. I mean, it's over. No it's one's fine. Gonna as find long as you don't say any also, racial. It's such a small crime. Like it uh, is yeah. a crime, but it's such a small. As crime. long as you don't say any racial slurs, you'll be fine on this podcast. Yeah, right. I mean, don't say anything. None of us are right. doing no, none of us is up for SNL yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. We finally said it. We yeah, finally are talking about it. I mean, we're just making sure that everybody knows <laughs> where we stand. I don't. No secrets. Yeah, Legion of Skanks was great. Uh, like the night that Shane got fired, I was there, but I didn't actually listen to the fucking Skanks. But you were at the. Stand. I was outside. It. Yeah, yeah, dude, they were just chanting. I'm just gonna say they were chanting the word he got in trouble for. Like oh, they, he my got God. Lewis got the whole crowd going, dude. And apparently, there was a New York Times reporter in the. Oh audience. yeah, she like emailed them. Like, yep. I, do you think that he's she was gonna, snooping around trying to find? Yeah, that's what do, they do. Do you think that he'll get bookings on any of the local roast shows? What do you mean? Like Shane? A, Shane fucking is above that, man. I mean, I'm he, just saying, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a. Yeah, he's a, he, he hosts, uh, not hosts, he judges some of the roast battles. Oh, he does? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him. Shane's so fucking funny, and he's honestly like a really nice guy. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, I don't That's know it. him, but I've, I mean, we've only we met a couple of times. We were just talking about him yeah. with Courtney, because Courtney's yes. friends with him. Yes, we only, and I only met him a couple of times. And see, Courtney liked him, but he said a lot of Philly comics didn't really like him. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what's funny? I got to say this. I, they, I don't, they didn't, because he I, rose quickly. I, I don't feel like yeah, I'm the type that I that I would ever haters. feel like I need to take any of my material down, but there is a joke that I stopped doing. My, one of the first jokes I wrote was a joke about the Indian accent. Okay, and I did the Indian accent. Yeah, you know, I was like I, the Apu kind of. Well, so I always based mine on um, Fisher Stevens in Short Circuit. Yeah. I don't even know if that is okay. Uh, the movie that. Short Circuit. It's another '80s movie with Ali Sheedy and okay. Steve, oh, and, wow, we and, do it. and Steve Gutenberg, and it's about a uh, robot that gets struck by lightning and it comes to life. Oh, okay. And uh, it and and um, but Fisher Stevens is a white man who plays an Indian character, and he's like before The Simpsons. Yeah, this was Fisher way Stevens is maybe one of the first Indian characters on uh, in in one of those '80s movies that has an iconic presence. Um, yeah. in in culture, and he was, uh, but it was a white dude, and I, I just remember the one line, which was, "I don't know about you, but I am planning to scream and run." <laughs> That's the, when the robot like comes into the truck and you know threatens to kill. I mean, you said you haven't done it in a while, but it's pretty good. Hold on, so I, so I feel I like you're doing it to so, yourself a lot. And so, and when I wrote the joke, the joke yeah. was about the fact that the that accent is funny because it's not you know you don't see. Uh, Indi- it's not intimidating. You don't see American movies with Indian gangsters in them. That accent, it's like yeah. the one accent that's never used to intimidate people. You know? Right, right. It's very and, non-threatening. And, yeah. and and um, I thought it was a great joke. It was I, I I routinely had Indian people at my shows who laughed at it the hardest. 
And in fact, I remember one time doing it a show at uh, in New Jersey where this dude from New Jersey who was of Indian heritage was like, "Dude, that's fucking awesome! I'm yeah. Indian." Well, I'm in- well people want to be and, the, they, they want to laugh at themselves. They right. want to be like talked about in the show. So uh, it wasn't until uh, the, the the trouble with that Pooh movie came out that I realized it, why that joke had kind of stopped really working. It got a little, you know, I t- it gets edgy at the end. You know, I, t- I take it into like how there's no Indian uh, actors in porno. You know, who is being your father? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty fucking funny, um, dude. And then, who is being and your then, father? And then I'm like, so oh, uh, yes. That is how those nerds would say it, right? But so, but, 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 so <laughs> I, I, but I found the joke just stopped working for some reason. And, and then that movie came out and I was like, ah, you know, I just, it's one of the first jokes I wrote and I can retire it. And I, I just, I, 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 with, with, with the landscape that we're in now, I don't want to, um, I always feel like if I have a joke that's about a different uh, group of people than myself, that the, those people would laugh at the joke. If I have a joke about a specific person, I, like the jokes I do about my family, that I do about people in my life, I, I, I would happily do those jokes in front of those people. Right. That's the, that's the rule. You know, it comes down – I don't know if you watched the Chappelle special where he talks, oh, where he yeah, talks about the trans, the trans joke. And he says, yeah. oh, this trans person is in the audience. Do I do the joke or not? And he says, well – if I'm not going to do it in front of them, am I? Should I be doing it at all? And I always, I, I'm, I feel like that's a thing that the best comedians, or if you're really yeah. self-aware of what you're doing, that's always been my case. I don't want to do a joke about somebody that I'm not comfortable doing in front of them. So yeah, I, I mean, I. Uh, so I stopped doing it. I, I but talk- that there's a there's a there's a club I worked up in up New York State that has clips of comics that have come through there, and the clip they have up of me is that joke. Yeah, uh, and it's online. And if you Google me on uh, and, and video me, it's it's one of the top ten uh, results yeah. that comes up when you look at one of my videos on on Google. The whatever. thing that's it's tricky worse. is that this is not our stand up sets. This is us loosely talking for an hour yes. every week, sometimes multiple times a week for different podcasts. So it's not a crafted thing. But that being said, we say stuff on here that we're obviously joking about. That I would, you know, fucking let them let them ask me. You know what I mean? I would, I would. I'm not going to apologize for anything that I've said on here. But also, like, when I do stand-up, I talk about the fact that my, my girl is, like, half black and that it, at first like at first I was hiding it from my grandmother. That's, like, those are true things. But, like, the point of the joke is not to be racist. The point of the joke is to make fun of that. Or, like, the fact that I live in East Harlem and, like, my experience. Like, th- things based on real experiences. And to be honest, I don't do that stuff in front of an all-white audience because, one, they're fucking uptight. And, two, they're not going to identify. But if I do that in Harlem, I get huge laughs because – they get it because they're looking at me like, who's this fucking white guy living in, living in Harlem? I, got, I, had a white, I had a black lady yell at me outside of a show in Harlem, like, whose mans is this? She said, who, who represents him? Who? And uh, I said, well, actually, I live in East Who Har- claims this man? She said, whose mans is this? <laughs> I was with two other black comics. It was so fucking funny. Yeah. And she goes, uh, she goes, yeah, she goes, who represents him? And then I said, well, you know, actually, I live in East Harlem. She goes, well, then who let you cross Fifth Avenue then? And I went inside and I told that on stage and everybody was dying laughing. But it's, again, I'm not coming from a place of like hate. That's the thing too. It's like you're not coming from – if you're coming from a place of like trying to hurt people or hate people, for, it's not funny. Is it still Fifth Avenue that far up? Isn't it like Adam Clayton Powell Boulevard? Uh, or Fifth, <laughs> uh, I mean East, East – yeah, no, Fifth Avenue is East. And then east of Fifth Avenue is East Harlem, west of Fifth Avenue is, is regular Harlem. But they still call it Fifth Avenue? It doesn't, it doesn't it, have – No, it's called Fifth. It is, all right. Yeah, all the way up. Um, I forget where it ends, but I know it, like Central Park. That's all the way up until like at least the 120s. Uh, um, for a guy that grew up on Fifth Avenue, I should know that. 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, does it become something? I don't think it becomes anything else. I don't. That's a good question. I know. I mean, seventh becomes Adam Clayton. There's all the different names. But I don't know if Fifth Avenue changes to Eighth it. Avenue is what uh, might be Malcolm uh, X. Malcolm X Boulevard. Yeah, but um, but but that's in good fun. But it's it's another thing when you're talking loosely on a podcast and you're it's yeah yeah yeah. Who the fuck knows? I just think that you know, I, I, it's not a joke that I do. Anymore. That's the only piece of material that I know that's out there that I probably should take down as a thing that. Uh, I'm literally doing a show, and, and they spell my name wrong, and it still comes yeah. up. I'm literally doing a show in the in a couple of weeks where they're advertising me as the token straight white oh, guy Jesus on the show, Christ. and I did a show called. Uh, so should you do like a gay character? You think? No, but I'm I'm gonna do my stuff, and it's in Brooklyn, and I hope, like, I hope it's uncomfortable because I'm not I'm not gonna ch- change what I do for for that. But I also did a show called like it was like Hello White People, and it was like they were literally like asking me. I, I like I did like a panel, and they were like it was like ask the white guy, Ugh. and this woman asked me about washing my legs. I don't know if this uh, people know this, but like apparently the the rumor is that white people don't we don't wash our legs in the shower, which is for me it's true. I don't wash my legs. <laughs> I was like I, I was like unless I have dirt on them, yeah. I just let the soap kind of run down. Yeah, and and there was like why you don't wash your legs? I was like is this is this really the problem? So. <laughs> You don't need to do much, like between. How your, did they your, find out that we don't wash our legs? It's it's, it's spreading. The rumor, I, I, the rumor is and Black Twitter is spreading. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I, even know. I honestly so love Black in the, Twitter. In, though. in the summer, you have to wash everything that's below where the your pants are. You, especially living in New York, the shit that might ha- hit you. So I'm saying, if there's visible dirt on my legs, I will wash them. But uh, other than you, that, you, I you got to always soap. wash your feet. You got to get in between all the toes. There's shit that's in between they, your toes. They gave me a diagram of a human body, and they asked me to circle the parts where I washed. So I did arm for the legs. Before? I did armpits, feet, genitalia, but that's it. They should have somebody else that smells your body uh, and circles the parts that still smell. They, after they, the they fact. held up the my the drawing, and people went ooh. <laughs> You know, if 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 they actually got you good there, I'll tell you this: they got us good. I mean, it was was all good fun. I'm I'm guessing this isn't a problem for you. I'm guessing this isn't a problem for you. But sometimes the shower drain clogs a little bit because of hair. I Uh, listen. I have. I'm got a lot of body hair. I'm basically wearing like hair long johns from the neck from the neck down. I'm covered. And 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 and, and so eventually, uh, if you don't take care of it, your shower will be uh, by the end of it. You'll you'll be ankle deep in water. Uh, that is that is that is not an acceptable way to wash your feet. I just no. want to I just want to make that clear. Oh, oh. Uh, you have to you have to scrub. You, you, you know you don't need to use a sponge or a thing, but you know you should you should you should wash your legs and your feet, especially your feet in between the toes. You 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 gotta you gotta get in there, buddy. Jordan, we're white. I don't yeah. know what's, yeah. whose side I don't are you know taking. What you're trying to say? <laughs> I'm just, try, are, you're not going to win over black people. Yeah, by do you this kind wash of, your legs. No, I'm yeah. Who cares? I wash my whole body in the yeah, shower. Jesus. They're going to they're going to love you, Jordan. Yeah, they love you. They are going to love you. Yes, uh, they those people. They don't like it when you say that. By the way, oh, actually, I yeah. I said I said you people at one hey, point. You guys, huh? I, said, I said you people at one point. She's like, a woman was like, Me excuse. <laughs> I was like, oh, that chicken for papa. <laughs> I literally meant the people in the audience. <laughs> yeah, I was I, talking directly to the audience. Yeah, and everyone's like, 
This is why I love comedy. 2019. Uh, I guess, I guess yeah, you got to know too. the room, and uh, this is this is not your room. <laughs> oh man, there was this uh, girl in, when I was doing a show in Atlantic City. Was woman, woman, woman identifying. I saw that in an article about Shane. She was a, a, woman, a woman identifying, identifying as a woman. It just, it just said woman identifying. I don't you know what have, that means. You because you have to clarify because maybe she's not. Maybe she looks like a woman, but she doesn't identify as a woman. Got it. Got it. Well, this was a fat black woman. She's she always in, a woman to me. Oh. Sorry. So she, it's fine. Big she, Joel, Joel fan over here. She um, was one of these, like, I'm having my arms folded the whole show, and I'm going to go, mm-hmm, at every joke. And um, so I was opening for, I was featuring for uh, Mike Feeney, and uh, Feeney actually told the story on his podcast, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's true what happened. Ben. White guy, right? Yeah, Mike Feeney is yeah, a white guy. Yeah, I, I know Mike. Me, Ben, uh, Remy, and... Um, all went up before Feeney. All of us did fine, but this woman was not getting cracked. She just was yeah. not there to laugh. She was there just like so just upset from the moment she was there. We're pretty sure the room was papered. It was probably like that. So she just like probably lost money and then was in the room and whatever. So Feeney goes on stage and like 20 minutes into his act, he's like, you really just are a tough nut to crack. And she's like, mm-hmm, whatever. And he goes, I'm going to get you, though. I'm going to get you. And she's like, all right, we'll see, whatever. And then literally the next joke, he gets her. And he calls it. He's like, I got you. And the whole crowd is going nuts. And this was like a relatively tame audience. before. Yeah. And then after that, like, he just got them. It was like really like to see him do it. It was pretty masterful. But, um, yeah, th- I, I don't know why. It just reminded me of like the judgmental black crowd. Like just this one <laughs> woman was like that. I don't know. Those blacks. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye, SNL. Um, uh, I, I love. Yeah. Can I say right now? I love Asians um, and black people. I, I do. do. Yeah, me really too. Do. And 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 I I thought about posting this. I I feel very fortunate that I have a I have a co-host in my podcast who was thoughtful enough that when I said that word by accident, you bleeped. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know why you're admitting this. The, but yeah, but it's fine. I it was, was it literally enough. was an accident. I was. Yeah, I was thoughtful enough. Yeah, you, and I also yeah. wanted to bleep Mel Gibson saying the end. You wanted that over your own. I wanted to protect Mel. You wanted to protect Mel Gibson's uh, already leaked tape of the like when he's you know the the famous i know Jew uh, yeah, yeah. Tape. hello yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as a jew i uh me and my me and my people we've talked? gone over we've we've you scoured over the transcripts yeah, yeah you all kicked him out of hollywood pulled, <laughs> yeah we, he's gone. We, we've pulled out our favorite clips uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he uh, it's, i mean he wanted me to bleep out mel gibson's dropping of the n-word over well, just it's, it's like shocking to an audience to be randomly yeah. listening to a, a movie podcast and then all of a sudden we play the no, audio of that. I don't Mel. know. If it's, I, I don't know if it's suddenly. I think you guys have gotten gradually. Yes, into that's these very topics. true. We're, we're waiting to the moment to we, so, we use the word on this podcast. Oh, guys, so, we're a so year so, in, by the way. Yeah, very yeah. exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You know, I mean, I'm listen. I'm 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 grateful to have been part uh, of uh, at least two of the top fifty episodes. For so sure. Yeah. No, you're you're the best, man. We love yeah, we love man, you. We, we love always we know you, that you're a fan of the podcast. You're like somebody who I listen. I listen. Is excited. I love. I I mean, I've. I know most of the movies that yeah, you. That, yeah. These are my yeah. favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're perfect for the podcast. That's and I want to bring yeah, it back anytime. to the to this movie. Yes. You know, part of this discussion that we're having, I think, you know, it's born out of you know, uh, we all have to talk about diversity now. It's like, oh, there aren't enough strong women in in, in sure. roles, and there's not enough diversity. This movie, I feel like it has like the the three the three main characters are Mitch, uh, um, uh, Val Kilmer, and the professor. 
Yep. But but none of the women are re- even the, the women that are somewhat uh, two dimensional. They're 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 not a huge part of it. The the one w- the woman, the girl Jordan, she's I think given a pretty good role. I feel like yeah. You know, a she's a she's a love interest for the guy, but she's not necessarily uh, your traditional eighties uh, like sex pot. You know. Yep. I, I think that I think there's a sexiness to her, and it's I feel like this movie is so much about. Self acceptance, yeah, you know, an understanding of trying to make your intellectual life uh, uh, match your uh, physical and emotional life, and the difficulty that there, that that is inherent in that. Um, this is my first time watching it from 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 start to finish in a while because usually I'll, I'll be flipping around and I'll, anytime it's on I'll watch it, but. If you look at it against the landscape of all the other movies from like 1984, 85, 86 that are about college movies, Revenge of the Nerds, there's a, even the nerds that are are supposed to be the good guys. One of them rapes the girl from the it's, thing. It's real bad. You know, actually. they're they're they're, yeah. they're 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 illegally. The whole uh, movie is like yeah. the the point of it is pretty there's, misogynistic. I mean, and, and this is yeah. coming from me, right? And there, I don't. Really and you care. love misogyny. No, I was going to say, and I hate women. And and and, <laughs> and even the women in that movie yeah. that have the the major roles, they're not really treated with a lot of respect. I feel like a lot of the women in this movie, you know, they're they're still they have their own power. Like the, he hits on that one girl that yeah. ends up sleeping with the professor, but her uh, uh, standard for 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 why she will fuck a guy is either you you either have a lot of money and you, or you have some right. power right. or or you can pound nails with your penis, which just doesn't make sense to me. No, no, but I'm okay with it. Go but, on, but but it's a good point. But like, yeah. but but she's also that, that that's if you look in in a weird way, that's a coverall. Like, go fuck yourself. Basically, is what she's saying. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, the one girl that's that's uh, 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 the the only there the. Uh, uh, Romantic lead is the girl, the Jordan girl. She's wearing overalls, and you know her her emotional state. You know her, her being hurt by him coming to her and saying, "I this girl wanted to bang me, and I and I, I didn't. I wanted." To. I gotta say, this movie moved a lot faster than I thought it would have because I've I've watched it in bits and pieces, and when you watch it from start to finish, it really moves. It goes yeah. by. It's an hour and a half, yeah. which is I think you don't need anything more yeah. in there. But it, I, I was really surprised at, at, at how succinct it was. Yeah, it, it sets up stuff. It, it, there's a couple of montage scenes that move things along, and then you really get to the main set pieces when the, they figure out the laser is, for, mm-hmm. is a weapon. The, the difference between a college comedy now or something even close to it, you, know, I, you go to like Van Wilder, I think is maybe one of the best. Uh, um, Such a good fucking I always movie. think, cause, I mean, I see the correlation because there he is. is. He is. If Man, we, I'm going to rewatch. Without Van this movie, so there wouldn't have been a Van Wilder no. yeah. in anybody's idea. Also, so, without Burt Kreischer, but go on. So yeah. there's no jerk off a dog into into a cupcake, uh, into a donut scene in this movie, which is like, a fantastic. Like scene. there are no gratuitous dick jokes. The one gratuitous dick joke that maybe you can say is the part where they, you know, tell the guy and stop beating off, and he's like, "It is God." But then they bring that back again later. I mean, I don't know. I just I, I feel like there's this movie plays to the top of the intelligence of the room, which is maybe the reason it doesn't get talked about as much. It's not in the lexicon because the top it, of the te- there, there, there aren't that many people yeah, in the top a, of the intelligence. It's a very smart comedy, and it's one that will it it will continue to be what it won't be huge ever, but it'll be around forever. The people, people who know it are going to go yeah. back to it. Yeah, that's absolutely. But true. yeah, we should we should wrap up. But Jordan, do you have anything you want to plug? 
I've always got things I want to plug. Uh, what do you want to oh, plug? Oh, sex show. Well, I mean, I want to plug my 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 podcast. Uh, yes. Where's the grief? Yes. Which I've been doing. I just put out episode eighty three of the podcast. Fantastic podcast, guys. I talk to comedians about tragic loss they've experienced. Although I like to joke, it's not all comedians. I do interview other sad people too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I actually had. Alex on. It was a great episode. Yeah, episode, oh, thank you. Episode 70, 72, 72 yes. uh, is Alex, uh, uh, and I had him on. Uh, I only kind of really met you after having done this podcast yeah. uh, in the first place, so um, I, I thought our, in, our interview was really great. I, I really had a, g- a great time. Thanks I, for having me. I, I've had a few episodes uh, uh, since then. I, I interviewed Kelly Carlin, uh, George Carlin's daughter. Wow. Yes. And, and we talked mostly about the death of her mother, which nobody, I think, ever asks her ah, about. Ah, yeah. interesting. Which, which, if you read her book, Carlin Home Companion, which I recommend to anybody that's a George Carlin fan mm. uh, is is probably the thing that she talks the most about. It, it ends near uh, closer to George's death, so it was less time for her to process a lot of that information. Mm. Plus, everybody else has written books about George Carlin's death, and mm. um, her experience on that, I'm sure, is uh, maybe a second book that she's working on. But nice. Um, she was really very forthcoming about a lot of things, and I was very happy. I, I, people I th- people get that way around you, I think, which is good. It's great for the podcast, but it's also just like it, it makes for a great conversation. Well, it's really I, cool. I, I just know that you know nobody talks about grief anywhere. I feel like the thing that we're taught by our our, our peers is that uh, um, uh, you're. Uh, I don't care how you deal with your grief as long as you don't bother me with it. Well, like men, especially. But it, but yeah. So I, I yeah. In, I just think it's in, in general. Anyway, I'm I, I'm I'm very proud of what I do. Nice. I, yeah. You know, my my bro- my I lost my brother, and uh, I got into it because of how impactful having a peer support was for me. Yeah. And yeah. I'm grateful to be able to uh, extend that uh, help help to other people. Are you are you still doing a show at Zinc? I have a monthly show at the Zinc Bar. Uh, you're in the village. It's, uh, it's I would love it's, to do it sometime. Yeah. I should have both of you on for ah, sure. Look at that! I yeah, I, I got to have both of you yeah. on. No, no, no. I, you guys are you guys are great. Right, <laughs> you're, my next show is tomorrow, so it's gonna. This is this, this episode is not gonna I'm air. Free tomorrow. Um, <laughs> we um we can um when can you get me a description? I'm right not, away. We can bang. We can get we can, this out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Legit. Um, if if uh, if you come down, I got I got I'll I'll I'll, I'll squeeze you on. Look who at else, that. Who else is Peter, on? Peter, you got it. I got Tom Ryan. Uh, I have uh, Sean Donnelly as my headliner. But oh, nice. Tom Ryan is a he's more of a corporate comedian, but he's okay. a very funny guy, and he's yep. been been working forever. He's he's a little bit older, but he's really good. I also have uh, Riley Lassen and nice. Teresa DiGatano. Okay. And I co-produce it with Zach Petrovich and yeah. Joe Alfano. So nice. great. Uh, funny people all around. Yes. Uh, my October date is going to be uh, Thursday, October 24th. Nice. My November date is November 21st. And my December date is the is Thursday the nineteenth. Are they all Thursdays? They're all Thursdays. The third Thursday of the uh, month. I, sometimes they're the last Thursday oh, of the sorry. month. Okay, but uh, but but as we but uh, October's last Thursday is is Halloween. Okay. November's last Thursday is Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. and uh, December's is is uh, the day after Christmas. So okay, they're, they're third Thursdays uh, till the end of the nice, year. Nice. Great, um, great. Uh, it's called re, it's called refurbished. You can find it on Facebook. Uh, or you can follow me on Instagram at, at @beatnicknudnick, and you can follow my, my new podcast. I'm, I'm going to be re, re-releasing new episodes. I'm remastering all my old episodes. Um, I'm not re-releasing them, but I'm going to be resharing them with the remastered uh, whatevers uh, starting this month. Um, and uh, they're all great episodes. I, I, I've got a lot of great interviews in there, and I can't thank you guys enough for 
tolerating uh, uh, this this this. This this elongated plug. No, dude, we love it. I'm <laughs> so a big gonna, fan of you, dude. We're gonna cut a lot of it out. <laughs> but, uh, it's gonna be one tone. Just so, <laughs> doop. Yeah. Um, we uh, think he said a bad word. Yeah. <laughs> we just get. Yeah. This is the part where Jordan said a bunch of racial slurs back to back. What a he by am. Yeah, just out of nowhere. Oh, there it is. Um, so, Peter, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to be, if this comes out tomorrow, I'm going to be Friday opening for Jim Florentine at Yonkers Comedy Club, hey! yeah, which I'm excited about. Jimmy Floor. Uh, I know calls him that. Yeah, nice, and, man. And uh, the 27th, 28th, I'll be back at, I'm going back to Wisecrackers uh, in Wilkesbury, which I opened for Aaron Berg a couple weeks ago. Nice. nice. Shout out to couple, Scott Bruce, everybody. Uh, actually, it's Nick Bruce, his son that uh, he books now that oh. I've been. That I've been go- and actually I'm going to be in the Wisecrackers Allentown a few times in um, November. Oh, but I'm a show that I'm producing that I'm uh, headlining October 4th at Ellery's in Middlesex Township, New Jersey. Oh, oh. Uh, Lynette Palladino is emceeing and Andre Kim is featuring. I'm hoping that it becomes a, a monthly thing. Right now, it's just going to be this one one Friday in October. So I'm I'm excited about it. So I'm going to post as soon as I have the poster. Hopefully tomorrow I'll post the poster. For that show, so please. very exciting. Yeah, Jersey people, come on out! All the people who've said they want to see me do stand up and never come, this would be the one to come to. Nice, nice, and and, and Wisecrackers also great rooms. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, they've been very good to me. I, I I do it like every two months or so, and they've been very good to me. Yeah, um, so they use me a couple times a year, so it's nice. Uh, okay, I just got uh, this weekend, so this is going out uh, tomorrow morning, so that's Thursday morning. But this weekend, Friday. Uh, through Saturday, so Friday, September 20th, uh, Saturday, uh, September 21st, we got uh, two shows each night, 8 and 10 p.m. at, at Atlantic City Comedy Club. You can go to AtlanticCityComedyClub.com for tickets. Uh, Friday night, I'm featuring for Buddy Harris, and um, um, Ben DeMarco is, is hosting. It's going to be a great show. Uh, and then Saturday night, I'm featuring for Chris Cotton, who's really fucking funny. Love Cotton. Uh, yeah. 8 and mm-hmm. 10 p.m. So, uh, sorry, um, Saturday is 7 and 9 p.m. Friday is 8 and 10 p.m. Um, that's at the Claridge in um, Atlantic City. Uh, you can go to AtlanticCityComedyClub.com and buy tickets or nice. just show up. Whatever. Yeah. It's going to be good. All right, guys. This has been another episode of Kill You Last. This was so much fun, guys. Thank you so much for having yeah, me again. I love you guys. Yeah, we love you. All right. All right. Bye. bye.